when is Judgment Day and what's going to happen on Judgment Day? I had learned uh, several decades ago that the flood was 4990. I knew now that the end was 2011 when we had 4,000. When you break down 722,500 into uh, its key numbers, it's 5 times 10 times 17 times 5 times 10 times 17. Richard, you'd like to respond. <laughs> do, do you believe the, the world is less than 10,000 years old? Look, uh, now, do you believe that? Look, I, I think that there are a lot of questions in this area, and I think people will come to their own conclusion. I don't, I don't, force people into one way or the other. You're not being asked to force. You're not being asked to force. So you're a you're a you're a young earth creationist who believes the world is less than ten thousand years old. You're a, a, a parliamentarian in Australia who believes the world you live in is less than ten thousand years old. I, I didn't... Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome, Matt. Cecil, we're back after a little bit of a break. Uh, sort of my fault there for a little bit going on. I just moved, just bought a new house, just moved all the packing and unpacking and all that nonsense. But this is our third show, and I'm glad to be back. And uh, hopefully our future shows will be much more consistent because I will die in this house. <laughs> well, and another thing, too, is we don't have to worry about the rapture anymore. Like, and I was really putting things off yeah. for that. You know, and now I, that the rapture is over and all those people were raptured to heaven, we're, we're totally safe now. And we know exactly what's happening with all the rapture stuff. So I think I think now that that is out of the way and those what was it? 30 million people were raptured to heaven. Yeah, now uh, I think we can sort of get down to business. I was surprised I didn't go, you know, I really, <laughs> I had liar. my cell phone charged because I didn't know how he was going to get in touch with me, you know? Right. But right, yeah. so like I, I had my cell phone and I thought if someone's going, I'm going, you know, I mean, if, if there's a rapture where all the faithful are drawn up to heaven to sit at the right or left hand, or I don't know, by his ankle, I'm not sure where you sit, but you know, I figured I would, I would be one of them. And, uh, I was very surprised when I didn't get the nod. I'm not going to lie to you. I just um, sort of see you sitting like at like Jesus's feet, like like almost like uh, kindergarten style. Like he's going to read you a book. Oh sure, and yeah, he's you're like all the, crisscross applesauce yeah, on the like, floor, yeah. like yeah, like yeah. like Indian style at Jesus's feet, waiting for him to like throw some manna at you or something. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what he'd do. And of all the fucking <laughs> despicable fucks in the world, Tom, you would be the first to go to heaven. I think. I think you. Would I like be that the I'm first. at least in the list of despicable fucks, though. <laughs> and, and by the way, Cecil, I have to correct you because. Um, I discovered last week that you're not allowed to call it sitting Indian style anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, you, my, my, my preschooler, 
you have to call it crisscross applesauce. I guess everybody calls it that now, and I don't know where the applesauce comes in at what? all. What? But Indian style is racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about Native Americans. I'm talking about Indians. <laughs> <laughs> they won't let them call it that anymore. I told Finn to sit like he sits Indian style all the time. I'm like, okay, buddy, you know, just sit Indian style, and he's just like looking at me like, you're so old. You're so old, you racist old man. I'm like, oh, right. Crisscross it's applesauce. It's already starting. You're becoming a racist father. You can't help it. Once you become a father, you have to become a racist. It's just the, so. it's the way of the world. <laughs> <laughs> that Harold Camping, though, I mean, this, this, th- that guy, talk about some backpedaling on a fucking jackass, huh? Like immediately, as soon as it doesn't happen, he locks himself in his little compound up there. <laughs> Because, you know, the rapture, I think everybody knew the rapture. Who who was fucking surprised that it didn't happen, right? And then here he is coming out the next day. He's like, oh, I, I made a mistake in my math. <laughs> fucking Look, asshole. You didn't check that first? Like before you announced yeah. the day of the rapture, you weren't just like, you know, I'm going to run that number again. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm going to, I got, the, I know I got the adding machine out and everything and I was, you know, Mark of the Beast times uh, the perfect number plus uh, John 316. I mean, like, weren't you double-checking this nonsense, you fucking fool? And he's only oh, I, I, I didn't carry the four. I'm uh, six so months off. Oh, fuck. We're all going like, to die in six months. I'm, oops. The people, those assholes, those those people, I, you know, I, I shouldn't say that. Those those people that that uh, that got duped by him. The gullible, because, I mean, you can't be anything but gullible, I think, and be duped by this guy. And the gullible that got duped, there was a there's a group of people in, like, South Africa that had fucking put themselves up in a really nice hotel waiting for the end times. And then the next day they get the bill. It's like, um, you know, you were supposed to check out yesterday. And uh, here's like, your yeah, bill. Yeah, I was. For- I was supposed to check out yesterday. <laughs> so were 30 million other people. You know, this is this is another like this is a, this is a kind of a funny, but also a, a another example of why this shit isn't harmless, right? I mean, we've talked about this a million times, but it it feels like a big joke, and and of course, everybody with any sense knows that the fucking rapture is not a real thing, and that it, it, some guy didn't crunch the fucking numbers in the Bible and figure out when we all get voiped up into the atmosphere or whatever, but. People made decisions based on this, like real decisions, like spending their kids' college fund decisions, disowning. I heard stories about people disowning family members. Um, But there's even more extreme examples of that. There's a story, Cecil, um, which you actually sent me about a mom who cut her kids' throats because she didn't believe that they were going to get raptured. And she didn't want them to live through, you know, all the chaos and, you know, the fucking end times, like the the horrible fever dream, nonsensical revelation predictions of the end times. Right. If this shit was real, I wouldn't want to live through it either. Right. So she she wrapped her kids up in blankets and cut their fucking throats and wrists and did the same to herself. They all lived. Um, thankfully, they all lived. But. I mean, she had a dull ass knife, I guess. I know. <laughs> you know, it strikes me as like one of those things that like she did, but didn't have the heart to to really, you know, give it the old seesaw. You know, <laughs> probably just like <laughs> nicked him across the gullet yeah. there. And- <laughs> she didn't machete him. That's for sure. <laughs> What's that? 
<laughs> she didn't machete him. Yeah, right. No, yeah, no. I mean, she wasn't like bungee jumping with their innards or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Although I wish she was. <laughs> well, the thing about this story that I think is is <laughs> kind of telling is she knew her kids weren't going to be raptured. No, they were. <laughs> Like, that's the thing. I, I like, Mom, you really don't think a lot of me because you tried to fucking murder me because you knew that God wasn't going to take me. And what's better, though? Like, think about it. You didn't get raptured, okay? So you basically are still alive. Like, this is the fucking stuff that just, I mean, it just boggles my mind, Tom. I don't fucking get it at all. Like, my brain, when I was a kid, I remember getting scared about the rapture. I remember being, like, afraid of it because... It's a it's a fearful thing. It's a thing that people use to try to get you to believe. It's a coercion technique to get you to try to go to God. And it's a very effective tool if you don't think about it. If you think about it for any length of time, it doesn't make any sense because if you believe in the rapture, right, if you believe that people will be actually raptured, then you also, I think, necessarily have to believe that there's a hell. And if you believe that there's a hell, then hell is eternal torment anyway. So I would much rather be alive and at least have some sort of say in the matter during the post-rapture times, during the apocalyptic times, the seven years or whatever, that you you are still alive but not in hell. Because guess what? After that seven years, you're going to hell, dude. So it's it's way worse later. So don't kill yourself during the rapture. Shit, live through that shit. Fight. You got to fight through that shit, man. Look, I, what the fuck? And maybe I misunderstand, and that's possible, but I think the rapture is win-win for atheists, right? So it's rapture day. Rapture doesn't happen. When? It's rapture day. Rapture happens. I look around. Ooh, I was wrong. I repent. Rapture. Rapture. <laughs> right? I mean, like, is it, I don't know. Is it like, is that like a due date, right? Is there like a deadline? Like if you're not. I think so. I think you have to have your paper in by that time. Shit. If you don't, you definitely get a D minus. So the only fucking evidence that you're ever going to get like it's like you cannot convert post evidence. No, that dude's a dick. Pre evidence is <laughs> pre evidence only. <laughs> that sucks so bad. I don't right? believe in you anyway. Then you asshole. Right? Like, well, you didn't convert. Well, I did convert. I believed in your stupid <laughs> shit, but it was after your deadline or whatever. And now I, I gotta go to hell. But I, you know what? I was going there anyway. I went so. to the wrong office. I went to the unemployment office. Suck my balls. This rapture is so <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> In six months, we'll be, have to be talking about this shit again, yeah. Cecil. We, we, every prediction, my favorite day is the day after all of these end-of-the-world oh, predi- predictions. <laughs> They're so fucking delightful. When you wake up, I also love that he's like, it's going to be at 6 o'clock. Really? Which 6 o'clock? Which time zone? Yeah. Is God on? Well, then, they, then he re, he said it's it's the six p.m. every time zone. So as you go around the world, each time zone would have its own little rapture. So God would rapture per time zone. That is insane. Because God is, you know, it's a lot of work to rapture that many people. You so do what he's got to do is I mean, he's got to segment the population up. And the best segmenting he can do is the way humans decide in which time works. Is it like the whole time he's like. I have to rapture people, but I have to wait for them to invent longitude and latitude so that we can figure out time zones so we can. Wait, I'm God. Right. I'm made of magic. I pretty much don't have to do any of this. Oh, I made of fucking infinite magic. 
I don't have to do any of this. That's so crazy. Didn't we know? Like we knew. We knew Friday this shit wasn't going to happen. Then like mm, it's six o'clock in Australia. Yeah, people in New Zealand and Australia were posting on. I was on Reddit's atheist board uh, the morning of the. 20th, I think it was, or the evening of the 20th, and the people were posting like, yeah, 6 o'clock has come and gone, and there's no zombies. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> basically the same thing. I mean, they're like, I'm in Australia, so it's still kind of fucked up, but you know I mean? Like, there's still f- spiders that can catch the fucking full-size birds, <laughs> but other than that, that's normal. Like, that's the normal life down here. Our whole so, country is still parched and poisonous, but... Yeah. <laughs> most dangerous country in the world like Australia has really sharp edges like the <laughs> really Stop dangerous one thing that I want Harold Camping to do for the next time because he's he's revised his decision and I'm like okay cool a lot of fucking people had a lot hanging on this that you duped what I want him to do though is not fucking hide in his compound next time I want him to schedule a fucking interview for the day after I want him to be on fucking Good Morning America or whatever the fucking his favorite show, not Fox, anything else but Fox. Be on a fucking regular reporting show the next day. Schedule that shit. If you're fucking, if you're so sure and you're going to fucking preach to your believers that you're so sure of this shit, then you should be able to fucking stand up and take it like a man and not hide in your fucking compound when your shit doesn't come fucking to fruition. So get on a fucking show. Hell, come on this show, Harold. <laughs> I would love to have that fuck went on this show. God. He'd be like, so the internets? Fun. What's the internets? <laughs> Fucking crazy fuck. Ridiculous old man. We, Lord, we just asked it to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord. Open hearts. Speaking of ridiculous old men, Cecil, um, Pope made another uh, bad <laughs> call, I think. You know, this, this is a man who is uh, infallible. I know we've talked about right. this yeah, before. Absolutely. So infallible. Uh, far be it from me to question his decisions. But right. uh, he did pick kind of the exact wrong guy to head up his don't diddle the kids uh, <laughs> committee in that he picked a kitty diddler. Right, right. It, not only did he pick uh, a 51-year-old parish priest um, who was recently arrested on pedophilia and drug charges, um, but investigators um, have tapped conversations with him and a Moroccan drug dealer to arrange <laughs> encounters with young and vulnerable boys. He specifically wants them vulnerable. It's like this guy is the most e- – he's not just like, you know, I just like him a little young. You no, know? he wants them vulnerable. He wants them damaged. Like he asks them for da- – I'm going to read what he says in the, in the, in the tape. I do not want 16-year-old boys but younger. 14-year-olds are okay. Look for needy boys who have family issues. That's what he said to a Moroccan drug dealer who was arranging to bring victims to him to rape. Oh, my God. This is the head of your Don't Diddle the Kids committee, man. (laughs) You're doing it wrong. Okay, imagine we're on a life raft, Tom. (laughs) Imagine and imagine on that life raft you have like six Hershey bars and you look and you're like, who's the fattest motherfucker on this boat that I can give the Hershey bars to? And you give him the fat Albert's like, hey, hey, I ate your fucking Hershey bars. Ration it up. All we got is wrappers. Wait, what? We don't like candy bars. They didn't put any candy in these. 
I loved it on this article. This is this is a Time uh, magazine article online, and that right underneath where it, where it says that he's looking for damaged people to rape, he, there's a uh, a link. Read: Vatican gets tough on child abuse, but oh. not tough enough. <laughs> get tough at all? Where's the getting tough? Where is the getting tough on child abuse? You, the head of your guy who's trying to make sure this shit doesn't happen is doing this shit. Do you guys not understand what vetting means? <laughs> Fucking vet people. I, good grief. I, th- this sort of stuff is just insane. Your organization has some problems with this. Yeah. That needs to be addressed and then fixed. And there's the thing is, Cecil, there's a mechanism to fix it. You take the people who rape kids and you put them in prison. Right. It doesn't matter what your job is. Right. Right? Like, I'm in title insurance. I think that if I were to diddle kids, I would end up in jail. I wouldn't get a strongly worded lecture by the Pope. <laughs> the problem is is the money, right? Like, here they have the, – the church has a lot of money, and then they pay for the people to have lawyers and stuff to get them out of this stuff. Look, I I understand, and I'm not going to be one of these people that screams about how everything the church does is poisonous. I know that there's people out there that think this. I'm not one of those people. I know that there are good works done by people in the church. I just feel like the organization itself has some fucking work it needs to do. I think, I think, I guess I think where all the problem comes from is just the power, right? You're giving these people power that they don't deserve, and then they're just abusing. And then... And then they wonder why people, they have a bad image. Like, what? A bad image? Because you're fucking, you're fucking horrible people. Because the people that are involved in your organization that are the face of it now, because tell me the face of your, I mean, fucking Senator Palpatine, the fucking emperor, is the face of your fucking, your church fa- first off. That guy's terrifying. Just to even look at big sunken fucking eyes on that guy. <laughs> Terrifying. But then like all the shit that he's done in his past and then all the people that he employs, all these people that are doing all the wrong things. There's a lot of people that do a lot of good things, but those people are completely covered up by all the people that are doing all the rotten things. Like looking for children that are damaged. Yeah, that's only exactly evil though. Yeah. But, you know, I mean that's right. only like yeah, exactly evil. <laughs> like there's no way... <laughs> To get around that, and it is a shame because they're like you know. I know you work for an institution that's that's a Catholic institution, and and you've told me so many times that like the people you work with are good people. They're by and large really good people, and that you feel very very fortunate to be around a lot of these people. And it is a shame because this sort of shit completely sullies their image. It it doesn't just sully their image; it destroys their image. Right, and it seems like such a fixable problem, right? Imagine any other organization with this problem. It it's kind of easy to fix. You just you just actually get you you, you say okay, we're gonna have a zero tolerance policy on 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 sex abuse. <laughs> it's a really easy thing to have God. a zero tolerance policy on. You're not breaking any fucking new ground when you have a zero tolerance policy on fucking kitty diddling. Right, like no pedophilia in the office, right? Like there's not yeah. – it's like please clean the coffee pot and don't fuck kids in our kitchen. <laughs> this kitchen is for everybody. And then you have that meeting about what a kid is. Like well, define a kid for me. Yeah. Because I just – I need to know what I can fuck at the <laughs> office. 
It's but like the best thing is like okay we've done that like there's laws they do that that's all right. all that groundwork has been laid <laughs> it's done so you don't need to get laid with kids right. this is done yeah. it's, it's over we're laughing a lot about it but it really is a shame because there's a lot of victims out there right and these guys are still prowling around look if you want to continue to minister to them do it in jail I get that like you don't want to turn your back on these guys because they're part of your fraternity or whatever. I hear you. Don't turn your back on them. If you feel like they need help, if you feel like they need counseling, if you feel like what they need is a helping hand, great. Do that in prison. Yeah, because what they did earns them a spot there. Are we considered acceptable losses? Jenny, let's, let's bring it down just a notch here for a second. Okay, when we look at autism, 75% of kids with autism, there's demonstrated um, change that the child has in the first year of life before they get to this period when they're getting the measles, uh, mumps, German measles vaccine. Yes. I'll take that way over autism any day. So the measles are back, Cecil. Well, yeah, of course they are. Um, you know, it's a big surprise. I don't, you know, this, this might come as a surprise, but, uh, 118 cases of measles reported in the United States. Um, but uh, that's that's actually the busiest year for measles uh, in uh, 16 years. It's kind of a mm. it's actually kind of a big deal, and uh, you know it's pretty much exactly because people aren't vaccinating. Right. It's uh, not a shocker here. If you were when to you time this out and look at it, you would see the rise of Jenny McCarthyism. <laughs> Jenny McCarthyism. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Would time perfectly with this. That's uh, it. All comes down to inadequate vaccination. That's 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 what this this what this exactly boils down to. It's insane that there's diseases that we could fucking eradicate. Like like that disease doesn't need to be anymore. Just by thinking, what happened to smallpox? I don't know. We fucking weaponized it, put it in a drawer, and destroyed it. Like that's it. There's no more smallpox. Nobody gets the smallpox anymore. Right. Like polio has been on the edge of eradication forever. Diseases can be wiped out. They they can be controlled, they can be wiped out, they can be eliminated entirely. It's it's a it is a possible thing. And we just don't vaccinate. Like we just we're just afraid of vaccination. And there's no reason to be afraid of vaccination. There's none at all. It's it's insane. There's there's no credible studies linking vaccination to any of the shit that people continuously link vaccination to. But there's really credible studies linking measles to getting measles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, here's 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 my understanding of what's going on here is that that you have a group of people that are following falsified research that now the problem we have I think with I think with the the sort of mentality of people today and the sort of willful gullible they're sort of willfully gullible in a lot of ways where they'll they'll say things like okay the f- research was falsified but it was falsified in such a way to make me think that it's it's a big organization like big pharma or whatever is making it seem like it's falsified even though it's not really falsified they just did it to make more money and they keep saying they're doing it to make more money. Let me tell you how the doctors are going to make a shitload of money is when everybody has measles. <laughs> the doctors are going to make a lot of money when people when people that don't get vaccinated have measles. You know, here's the thing. You're either going to get sick because everybody gets sick or you're going to be able to prevent that sickness. Now, if you prevent the sickness, it's not that much money and you get to prevent the sickness. 
or you get to get sick and you get to spend that money basically taking care of somebody who's sick. Which would you rather do? It doesn't make any sense. Like the, the money argument makes no sense. You know, it's, it's part of this worldview that the bigger an organization is, the more likely it is to be evil, right? You know, something like a pharmaceutical company. And don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that pharmaceutical companies don't behave irresponsibly from time to time. They, they do. Shit, um, yeah. But, you know, things like uh, health and medicine, they've got a set of checks and balances. So especially stuff like vaccines. Vaccines have been very, very rigorously studied. Yes, the vaccines are sold by pharmaceutical companies, but you know they are uh, the vaccines themselves are rigorously studied. They're, the studies then are peer reviewed. They're constantly under uh, scrutinization. That's why that is why bad studies get redacted, right? That's why bad studies like the study in the Lancet they don't just exist and then just become part of this sort of grand scientific canon that can never be repealed. The study in the Lancet that caused a lot of this uproar was. Uh, completely false. It was proven to be falsified. It was proven to be actual fraud, not just a bad study, but genuine fraud, like intentional malicious fraud. So there's a set of checks and balances that are in place with these massive organizations because they're under so much regulation, because they are under so much scrutiny. And I understand not wanting to put, as a father, I get it. I understand not wanting to to risk your child's health um, because... The government says so. Like, I do. I genuinely understand that. But at the same time, I think you have to temper that sort of irrational fear with the the rational risk-benefit analysis that says, hey, these are real diseases that real people contract that become very sick, that have uh, significant consequences on your future health and your immediate health. And, you know, I hear the argument from, from the vaccine nutters occasionally that, well, it's not, it's not fatal. You know, almost. I mean, a lot of things aren't fatal, but they're still fucking awful. Right. You know, like FDR got fucking polio. It didn't kill him, but he was crippled in a goddamn wheelchair. Well, it wasn't fatal. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you you don't got me there. Fatality is not the only way to look at whether or not a disease is something you want. A disease is never something you want. The fears, the fears make sense to me until you think about them, until you look at them, until you say, okay, what are the... You know, what are the real risks here of not getting my kid vaccinated? And what are the benefits of getting vaccinated? And what, you know, what could go wrong here? Autism, you got to take that shit out of the, out of the running. And when you take that out of the running, there's just not a hell of a lot of risk. Right, right. There is, there is obvious risk about getting your kids vaccinated. There are some risks, some bad reactions can happen with, with vaccines. But again, it's risk versus reward here. And the reward is your kid is not going to get sick from measles ever. And one of the things, too, that I want to point out, especially about the big pharma argument, which happens all the time, people always say, oh, big pharma, you know, they, they all, they'll hide anything and they'll, they'll, they'll be able to manipulate the statistics and be able to get behind all these researchers and change everything around. First off, I want to point out that that, uh, that, that that Lancet article, that guy was actually paid by the lawyers who were trying to sue the vaccine companies. So there's some backhanded stuff going on there with your, with your own Research With the research that you want to tout, there's some fucking under-the-table money-handing going on already. But I want to point out Vioxx. 
And Vioxx is one of these one of these drugs that was like a wonder drug for pain. A lot of people loved it. They thought it was great. Well, then they started doing some studies, and one guy, just a researcher, just a guy saw some of the studies and was like, didn't make a lot of sense to him. And he went in and, and basically proved that Vioxx was actually increasing chances of people getting damaged, getting heart attacks and shit. And then they pulled it off the shelves because they, they wound up doing some research that, you know, it didn't look like they were collating the data correctly. And maybe they were they were trying to cover it up or whatever, but it was found out. Like it was found out. So the fact that something like that can happen to big pharma and it with Vioxx, I mean, come on. Like it's a huge seller. You can, if they're going to be able to hide anything they want, they're going to they're going to be able to hide the information on the shit that makes them a lot of fucking money. Right, not vaccines. This whole like, you know, that people are getting rich giving your kids vaccine shots. It's, it's, it's just nonsense. You just don't pay enough for those shots. You right. Just, you don't pay enough for those shots. They're 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 old hat. They're not uh, uh, patent protected anymore. I mean, these this is not where pharmacies are making their real money. You know, it's it's a nonsense argument. What's not a nonsense argument is measles are on the rise. Right. That's that's ironclad. So right. Way to go. Uh, I, I, I would really like the herd immunity to be in place, actually. So maybe get your fucking kids vaccinated, you irresponsible twits. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. The GOP is at it again, Cecil, with uh, some, some interesting decisions about uh, what prisoners um, are allowed to have in South Carolina jails and what they're not. What they are allowed to have is the Bible, surprisingly. <sighs> In South Carolina, <laughs> what they're not allowed to have is any other book. You want to watch, you want to read a Ziggy cartoon? No yeah. dice. <laughs> no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Not gonna not gonna happen. Calvin and Hobbes get fucked. Uh uh-uh. uh. No way. Uh, the Bible though. Yeah, Leviticus all day long. That'll keep them yeah, happy. Right. That's uh. You want to you want to give somebody in solitary confinement a fucking complete breakdown? Here's Revelation. Yeah, there's dragons and lions and destruction. and You would think that they'd pick a more moral book, like a book that has better morals <laughs> than, than the Bible. Like the Bible doesn't have very good morals, and the Bible doesn't really profess uh, a, a deep sort of sense of morality. Shit, give them Tuesdays with fucking Maury. That has more fucking <laughs> more, more depth than this. Like the Bible is, I mean, if you're going to give them fucking Puff the Magic Dragon, give them kids books. Give them shit that like... It, there's a lot of books out there I think that you could give them that would that would at least state some sort of values or at least whatever you're trying to do. I don't know what you're trying to do with this. Obviously they're trying to they're trying to make a claim that morality only stems from religion. Like that's your claim, right? Is that is that m- morality can only come from religion. But when you look at the prison population, you find out that most of those people are religious anyway. Right. That's that's my favorite part is the the numbers for religious uh Conviction <laughs> in prison is actually higher <laughs> than in the uh, general population, and um, it didn't serve them terribly well. Look, the, the Bible has some some nice ideas in the New Testament, right? I mean, it's also got some fucking crazy shit in the New sure, Testament. I'm sorry, sure. but it does. It has some fucking lunacy shit in the New Testament. Uh, Timothy is particularly unkind to half the population. Right also known as women. Um, But, okay, you know, that's cool. The Old Testament is unforgivably evil. It's just crazy. You're going to give somebody 
the Old Testament and be like, this is all 100% true. It is the only thing you're allowed to read. Welcome to jail. Here's your yeah. book. <laughs> really? Because uh, Deuteronomy says if my dad did some mean shit, I'm fucked anyway. And my dad was kind of an asshole. Hence, I ended up yeah. in prison. Right. right. Leviticus says I can have slaves. Yeah. There's stories about giving my daughter over to, to be gang raped in this thing. Like there, there's there's genocide. There's I mean, it's like every sort of you. I don't believe that you can come up with something deplorable and not have it in the Old Testament. Give him back Ziggy, man. Like, where's Marmaduke? <laughs> Marmaduke. Like, <laughs> give him the far side. You know, here's the thing. You can't give people. You want these people to. These people that got into prison were acting barbaric in some way, right? You cannot give them the barbarian's handbook when they walk in. <laughs> I mean, seriously, book. like you're giving them an Iron Age book for Christ's sakes. Like, and you expect them to get, like, understand the world better because you're giving them a book that was written fucking 2,000 to 4,000 years ago? Fuck you. Yeah. Like, we've thought about shit since then. Maybe give him some. Give him some by Bertrand Russell. What the fuck? <laughs> that would be fucking terrific. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. The Minnesota House Republicans invited a uh, really respectable guy, Bradley Dean, um, of the You Can Run But You Cannot Hide, to give the uh, morning prayer to open. I don't even know why they have a morning prayer. First of all, I think that's First crazy. off, yeah, I agree. I think that's fucking stupid. They should, you know who they should have to give the morning prayer is me. They should have me give the morning prayer. <laughs> Tom, why I, don't you give us a morning prayer? Yeah. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so uh but bradley dean um sort of a crazy guy sort of a uh, really crazy guy sort of outspoken he advocates things like the incarceration of gays and lesbians sure and has said that the uh lgbt community is trying to usher in sharia law in minnesota that doesn't strike me as a good deal for the uh LGBT community since basically like ushering laws that would allow them to be stoned to death. Right, um, right. And that uh, gay men uh, molest an average of 117 children before they get caught, clearly taking a, uh, a, a page out of the you can make numbers up as you go along <laughs> handbook. It wasn't intended to be a factual statement, Tom. Well, this is not intended to be a factual statement. I love this idea, this... Uh this Muslim nations that execute gays are more moral than the American Christians. <laughs> the murdering of other people. Like, this guy doesn't understand what morality is. No. Like, you don't, you really don't know what moral means if you think murdering someone because of how they're, how they fucking are born is a moral choice. Like, then just murder all the handicapped people in the world then, right? <laughs> Like, like what? I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like you were born this way, right? Like you're born. I'm not. I'm, don't. I'm not conflating gays with handicapped people. I'm just saying that that one, they're both born in a way that it, that this person is seeing. I'm like, oh, they're they're wrong. Well, they're not wrong. They're just born that way. Like, fuck, dude. You're kill everybody with fucking blonde hair. Then there like, was a guy. Born that way. 
don't know if you remember this. Back in the 1940s. Who <laughs> gave, <laughs> he gave this a on this one. Follow me on this one. I don't know if this actually is a correlation, but there's this dude, right? I mean, he's a little known guy, sort of short dude with a mustache. <laughs> you may have Fucking heard of him. <laughs> douche. And you know this fucking guy, this Bradley Dean, he's been balls deep in some guy's ass. You know he has. You fucking know it. There's no way that this guy, this guy who hates gays this much, has not fucking had some homosexual experience in right. his life. I guarantee it. Yeah. This guy is full of self-loathing yeah. because of the society that we live in. That's, That's why. It, it's the only thing that these guys always turn up gay. They always do. They don't ever not turn out gay. They always right. turn out gay. They hate themselves so much they just have to, like, externalize that shit. It's, it's, it's lunacy, Cecil. It's, uh, this, this is not the guy you want giving who. What, what is wrong with Minnesota that they would allow this guy to give a prayer in front of a people? Like, right. That's, that's crazy that they would do that. And I guess, you know, the one thing I like about this article is that so many people were so offended. I like that that it didn't just go unnoticed or, you know, that that people didn't didn't sort of uh, stop and say, you know, this is some bullshit and we can't allow it. You know, th this really caused something of an uproar within the 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 uh, the chambers and they they actually made him do a new prayer like get somebody else to do a new prayer I think but um it is insane it is fucking insane that they would invite this guy to begin with also his video have you seen the video of this guy I didn't watch it no I I, I he looks like Brett I need Michaels. to keep my coffee down cuz I'm going to vomit if I fucking watch he it He looks like Brett Michaels yeah, dude, he's got the Kentucky waterfall going on for sure. <laughs> he has he has fucking business up front, party in the back, mullet going on. How do you take that man seriously? I love the comment here. There's a great comment. It's like the fourth one down. It says, "Wasn't that the guy? Wasn't that guy the guitar player for Winger?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a very up to take date that, dude. style. See, yeah, so it's very up to date. I wish the American media would take a great look at the views of the people in Congress and find out are they pro America or anti America. Minnesota, though, Minnesota has has does <laughs> has itself a nice set of people in the GOP party that are fucking full of crazy. <laughs> are you perhaps referring to <laughs> Michelle Bachman? Yes, I am. I, Why, yes, I don't I know am. how we came to this natural segue, Cecil. <laughs> Michelle Bachman, uh, she's been getting... <laughs> we ordered the news items just so this would come up this way. <laughs> the uh, Michelle Bachman's uh, been really taking a lot of heat from uh, teenagers lately, from <laughs> high school kids, um, for accuracy in her statements. About pretty much all of her statements. She, <laughs> this is the second time now she's been challenged twice uh, in very recent history uh, by high schoolers. One of them was a sophomore, which puts you at about 15, like cannot drive. I love that shit. Um, the, the, she's been challenged uh, to a debate, a civics debate about the Constitution and general civics knowledge. The uh, letter that she wrote that this, this girl wrote um, is one of the most delightful things I've ever read. It, she basically, I'm paraphrasing, but she's she's like, look, if you're going to be, you know, leading the country, I think uh, your uh, statements, which I've I, I see as grossly inaccurate, need to be addressed. And so maybe we should uh, have you on, and we'll we'll do a little debate action here. 
Um, right. I would like to see her respond to these challenges um, because it's just insane. Now a 17-year-old has challenged Michelle Bachman on a law allowing creationism to be taught in public school classes, um, science classes, again, um, not like mythology or... Yeah, yeah, right, um, in science science classes. He actually challenges her, one of the things he challenges her on, and he even says it's bullshit. He's, he, he even comes out and says, well, it doesn't make any difference, but she claims to have like a, a number of Nobel laureates who believe in ID. And, she, and he's like, well, I have 47 that don't. So how many do you have and what are their names? Like if you're willing to use that as a measurement of a validity test – well, then I have 47. Right. Like, if we're going to start off with an argument from authority. Right. Fine. Like, we'll start off on some shaky-ass ground. Fine. But you're still wrong. Your shaky-ass right. ground is still wrong. This is this is a woman who's going to make going to try to make, I think, a serious bid yeah. for the presidency. I, I don't understand what's wrong with the GOP. This is I, – I know that we've talked about this, but, I mean, what, do you have to be crazy to be in the GOP? Like – do you have to be small-minded? Do you, is it is that a requirement? Can't we just get somebody who's fiscally conservative, small government, and not batshit fucking crazy? Because this is batshit, Cecil. This is complete batshit. I mean, creationism is is nonsense. There's nobody with a fucking brain in their head who believes in creationism. There's nobody. There are no people. <laughs> I, because that's kind of a yardstick, right? Oh, yeah. Really? You're into creationism? You're clearly a dumb person. I mean, if your rhetoric's that bad that you're getting fucking pwned by a fucking (laughs) 17-year-old, you know, I mean, they and don't get me wrong. These are some intelligent teenagers. They're fucking smarter than I am. So, I I mean, they're they're intelligent teenagers. But if you're a politician, don't you think you should fucking at least have some sort of ammo ready to go? But instead, you're just ignoring them? You're not even responding to them. This is the youth of America. These are the people you're going to be ruling over. This person's going to be voting age in a year. You better fucking, you, you know, as a, as a person who's, who's trying to run on a platform, you've got to at least defend your shit once in a while. You can't just say shit and then just be like, well, nobody's ever going to challenge me on it. The fucking youngest people that can't even vote are challenging on you on it. Your shit is so offensive that people who aren't even voting yet, because fuck it, 17, I didn't know dick was going on. <laughs> Your shit is so offensive that these kids know exactly what you're fucking wrong about. So, you know, th- this whole thing with her and with Palin, I don't understand what the draw is. I have a feeling that it's got this sort of folksy going rogue sort of thing to it, but I don't know <laughs> if that's if that's what is the draw. But there's there's something to Bachman and Palin that are that are very similar. They're both Tea Party people. They're both people who sort of latched onto the Tea Party pretty early. So I don't know what the draw is. And I'd love for somebody, if you're listening by fucking accident, because that's the only way you'd be listening to the show and you're fucking, you're, you, you like either of these people, tell me why you like them. Why you like Sarah Palin or why you like Michelle Bachman. And I don't even care if you don't like them at all, but like one thing about them. Just tell me the one tiny little thing or the multitude of things that you like about either of these people. Because I find them completely unlikable, unintelligent bags of flesh. That's what I think they are. You're hiring somebody to do a job that is the biggest job that can be done in this country. Like that's that's what you're you're saying, like well, don't you want the more the most qualified person in that in that uh, seat? 
Don't you want the person who, when you when you look at them, you say, convincingly, I could not have done better than to hire that person. Isn't that the problem? I mean, granted, we very rarely get that. But isn't that the right. ideal we're striving for? I've been a part of interview processes where I've been um, up against candidates that are fucking impressive for jobs that are a lot less impressive than president of the United States. Like, there's a lot of, there's no shortage, actually, of really impressive, well-rounded, incredibly bright people in the world. And we don't seem to find them. We seem to find these yutzes. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, what the fuck? <clears throat> if it's really just a, a, a popularity contest, let's at least have a swimsuit competition. <laughs> Let's let's just call that shit what it is, right? I mean, right. let's just say, hey, this is really all just about, you know, who Tina's taking to the prom, so fuck it. Who cares? Right. right. If we want it to be about more than that, we should never have politicians being considered for a job that, you know, for a moment could look you in the eye and say, yeah, Earth might be 6,000 years old. Also, it was created by a magic man in the sky, and dinosaurs were ridden around by He-Man, right? Like... <laughs> That's that's fucking lunacy. You're atheist. Give me a fucking break, Michael. All right, you know what? We need to start going to church every week. So a billboard went up, Cecil. Uh, you sent me this video in uh, Westminster um, indicating that... Uh, uh, it, it, it's a it's an atheist billboard says uh, don't believe in God you're not alone and has a website for the uh, Orange County uh, I don't know Center of Reason or something along those lines I don't remember what the hell it was called and uh, it's it somehow made the news that a billboard went up I mean I see a lot of billboards go up that say like come to our church and I miss you God and you know yeah. see a lot of stuff I see a lot of theist billboards right that go up. And I rarely see news coverage of them. You know, we've, we've talked on this show uh, quite a bit about the need for there to be a place for atheists uh, to, to sort of exist in the world um, and, and to do so without um, necessarily being marginalized. And uh, I know that I've received some criticism like, well, you know, why does it matter? I mean, nobody really cares that people are atheists. Well, no, people do care. And this is evidence that people care. And there's um, a clip I know that you want to play that is direct evidence that people care very much and have some very bizarre attitudes when you just put a billboard up that says, hey, you're not alone. So what's your reaction? It makes me very angry. Um, I've been sober for four years and I got sober with God. And it's just really sad that it's shown here and for kids and other people to see that. I mean, I think it's a little crap, honestly. I mean, obviously everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but... And I believe in free speech, but it's, I don't know, kind of disappointing, honestly. I get if somebody put something up that was like, your God sucks my balls or, <laughs> you know, like fucking, uh, I shit in your God's mouth or something. You know what I mean? Like whatever you're going to say that's offensive to somebody's imaginary friend. I get it. I understand if somebody's going to be offensive, man, I'm fucking down. This is the fucking least offensive billboard I've ever seen about atheism. There's, it says, don't believe in God, question mark. So, like, the question mark specifically makes it, like, a question to the audience. Like, hey, guys, uh, I was wondering, do you guys believe in God? Like, is that offensive? How could that possibly be offensive, that statement? And then to say, you're not alone. Those two statements, 
even put together, even with fucking barbed wire wrapped around them, <laughs> is not an offensive statement. I don't care how you try to make it offensive. It is the least offensive thing I've ever seen. There's a fucking billboard on six I-65 in Indiana. I was driving through Indiana the other day. It just says fucking hell is real. <laughs> hell is real is what it said. And that's not offensive? Shit, that's more offensive than this to say hell is real. Basically what you're saying is, I mean, let's fucking, let's break it down here. Hell is real? Well, there's an interesting statement. Basically, you're fucking condemning people to torture forever, yeah. which is more offensive. It's a threat, right? It's a th- right. That's, that's what that is. Hell is real is a threat. There's no other reason to put it out there other than to say, other than to wag your finger via billboard, which is the best finger-wagging vehicle, Oh, it is, because it's huge. It's a giant finger. It's, um, yeah, I got a finger I want to wag, but it's, it's, it's a big <laughs> wagging finger that says, believe what we believe and do what we tell you to do. Or eternal torment is all you, big guy. Right. That's really. I mean, that's th- that's that's kind of threatening. Like, it's not a little threatening either. Because if hell's real, it's like a big threat. It's like the biggest possible threat. Yeah, no kidding. The worst thing that can happen. Because it's eternal torture. Right. Eternal torture sucks. Yeah. It, it, the wor- Imagine the worst thing that can happen all the time forever. Really? That's pretty bad. <laughs> that is, by definition, the worst thing I can imagine. <laughs> right, right. For the longest period of time. Yeah, that's awful. But you can put that up, and that's not on the news, right? Like, where's the outrage? Where's people saying, like, oh, I find that vaguely offensive? I find that threatening and confrontational. It, okay, well, nobody, you know, there's no news stories about that. But, you know, here people get to say, like, oh, well, I quit, I quit drinking because of God. No, you quit drinking because you fucking did the work. Yeah. That's why you quit drinking. Give yourself a little credit. You did the work. You stopped drinking. You didn't put the why bottle Why did God to your lips. make you start drinking? Why did God make you start then? Yeah. Like, did he fucking care that little for you that he was like, hey, asshole, you should fucking go through a fucking crippling addiction? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> why do you fucking believe in him then? Like, if he made you stop, he made you start. You give God all the credit for the good shit. And none of the blame for the bad shit, right? So nothing that's in your life is the result of your own action. You didn't do it. You know, you didn't you didn't become addicted to, to, to alcohol. You know, that was that was Satan that did that. And you know, Satan was created by God, but he's not, you know, God can't be responsible for that. It's like if you have like a dog that bites somebody, you know, like a really mean dog. Right. Yeah. Then it's sort of your fault, but sort of not your fault. It's kind of a nebulous Judge Judy sort of a region. It's even worse than that. It's like it's like you fucking genetically designed <laughs> a mean animal that is just covered in teeth that all it does is bite people. That's more fucking analogous. Yeah, right. Then you let it loose on the world, and it, it can never yeah. die, right? You can't yeah. shoot it. <laughs> you can't do anything to it. And it bites it everybody. Like, it bites, like, people. little kids, and, like, it, yeah. when it bites you, it gives you fucking cancer. Like, that's yeah. how bad it is. <laughs> and you're just like, hey, 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 look. It was a dog, man. It wasn't me. All right. Then, <laughs> like, you, then you show up like an hour later and you put a fucking bandaid over a gaping right. wound and you're like, yeah. <laughs> oh man, you really helped hook me up, G. <laughs> like, I appreciate that. I mean, it's disappointing that a billboard is up there to give people like some hope that they're not the only person who. Because ble- it can be like when you're a kid, if you're surrounded by theists, it can be very yeah. difficult to be an atheist. I mean, and most people are surrounded by people of religion. Like that's that that is that is most people's experience in the United States. That you're surrounded by by religious people, and I mean, it could be if if that's just not if it didn't take for you, if it's just not your 
your worldview, it's it's a little isolating, you know? I mean, I, I never had any faith in, uh, in in any higher power. And, you know, I went to things like, because my, my dad brought me, you know, I went to church functions. We went to church twice a week when we were kids growing up, when I'm Wednesdays and Sundays. we I was part of the uh, Methodist youth group when I was a, a, a preteen or what have you. You know, we'd go and like Saturday night and like hang out and do Methodist youth group things and like you it's it's not your gig man it just doesn't work it'd be very nice to be like oh wow i'm not the only one that questions the validity of this nonsense like there are organizations i can log on i can have a life outside of the life that's sort of created for me by my parents and the environment that's created for me by my parents and i can exist in you know in, in a place in the world it's 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 really a welcoming message just what are you disappointed in? <laughs> you just disappoint. I'm just very disappointed. I, just, I feel sad sometimes in, yeah. <laughs> in my heart. I just, I feel so sad. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So, Cecil, we talked about the uh, uh, tsunami and earthquake in Japan. When we, we talked about that uh, a few weeks ago, a um, month or and a half ago. Um, you know, we played some clips for some people, um, who were extraordinarily unkind to the Japanese. Um, and you know, there were a lot of people who were saying things, you know, like, ah, you know, just wait till we start sending aid over there. And, you know, um, Japan donates $120,000 in relief supplies to Alabama. Um, little news story that you found, um, this is this is, a, this is actually a very heartening story. The tornadoes have been um, absolutely devastating in the south, in the southeast um, this year. There's been a, a couple of them that have claimed over 100 lives. One of them, I think, 300 lives. It was a series of tornadoes, but one uh, weather event uh, claimed 300-some lives. Another one in Joplin claimed, I think, 120 lives they're up to now, right around. Yeah. Um, absolutely insane, the, the, the tornadoes and the damage that's been wreaked by these things. Nothing. In comparison to the tsunami. Right. I mean, it's fucking pebbles in the ocean by comparison to the tsunami. But the Japanese are here. This this just goes to show that, you know, you reap what you sow with these things. That when you give aid and then at some point you become in need of aid, you will then receive aid. Didn't even need to crack the Bible for that one, Cecil. Yeah, right. We didn't even need it. You know, the thing about this is, is that the people were all screaming about Pearl Harbor in the past, right? They were all like, all happy that the Japanese got a tsunami and people were saying, oh, Pearl Harbor, oh, Pearl Harbor. Well, here we go. They're fucking, they've they've gone out of their way to help us during a, you know, a very what could be a very insignificant thing in the scope of the world. I know it's not insignificant if you're sitting in fucking you know, Montgomery, Alabama. I know it doesn't feel insignificant, but in the scope of the world, in the scope of the 6 billion people in the world, it's a pretty minute number of people that died. It's a small amount of destruction in comparison to what happened in Japan. But yet they're here. Here they are. And they're not saying, oh, that's fucking retribution for Nagasaki. Right, right. They're just like, hey, here's some money. Here's some blankets. Here's some tarps. You do with them as you will. Because that's kind Great. of like what good people do, right? Right. Like you, you, you help people that need help. Just kind of basic, man. But it is, it is, it is, it is very nice to see. And I think this should shut up a lot of those goddamn dimwits 
least, oh, I don't know about that. Those dimwits, so. they don't listen to things. <laughs> One popular thing to do in American politics is to note that the summers in the United States over the past few years have been very warm. As a result, global warming must be real. What's wrong with this reasoning? It's only gone up 0. Mm. 0.6 degrees. Yeah, it's not really a big problem, is it? No. I don't think that it's going to hurt us. So um, this is kind of an interesting story you sent me, Cecil. Uh, Germany is uh, closing down all of its nuclear power plants by 2022. Um, I thought this was a very interesting story. Germany gets about 25% of its power uh, from nuclear power plants. And they're hoping to have them all closed in the next 11 years. I'm kind of stuck on this one. You know, part of me understands where you're coming from, right? Obviously, nuclear power... Uh, is not one of those things that we can look at and say, okay, it's completely safe, it's completely risk-free. But I understand that the people in Japan may be looking at it and being like, well, we're kind of on a fault line and we've got uh, some problems with some tsunamis that could happen. But in Germany, like the play- I think that the tragic chances of something happening are more human error there than they are sort of the environment is going to fuck you. Yeah, I don't know I don't know a lot about Germany's um energy situation, but this this actually strikes me as kind of a bad idea and somewhat reactionary. I think uh looking at Japan, I think I see the the nuclear crisis that happened in Japan very differently. I see a 30-year-old or so uh nuclear power plant that got rocked by a um, massive earthquake, one of the largest right. earthquakes. 9.0. Um, to, yeah, to, to have ever been measured uh, since we began measuring them. Then it got wailed on by a goddamn tsunami. So yeah. pretty much the worst possible thing happened to an older reactor. And um, it was bad, but it was not Chernobyl bad. It was not um, dying in the streets, explosions in the air. Uh, radioactive fallout, you know, creating Godzilla bad, right? I mean, to me, I see this as proof of the success and safety of nuclear power. Let's let's turn this on its head just a little bit. Imagine if that same earthquake happened um, right by a coal mine. How many people die from that? A lot. Miners die in coal mines all the time. Take a 9.0 earthquake... You know, because really, what are your other options? Your other options are coal. You know, wind power, right, yeah. sure, but you're not going to power 25% of Germany on wind and solar. You'd have to cover the entire fucking country with windmills. Right. I mean, the Dutch did that. That's <laughs> <laughs> and little you can't wooden take shoes. Their, that's their shtick. <laughs> that's their shtick. You can't take that away from them. It's uh, Next thing you know, the Germans will be wearing wooden shoes. <laughs> Tulips for everybody. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh man! I, I see. I, I really do. I see the. I see the the, the power plant in, in Japan as as proof of of nuclear power safety. You cannot have a bigger event. You just can't. This is the biggest event, and and it shut the reactor down. But people went in there, and they fucking fixed it. <laughs> like it didn't blow up. It didn't melt down. In in the truest sense of the word, did it le- release a little bit of radioactivity? Act- yes, it did. But you know. By by all measures, the amount of radioactivity it released has not been a, a public health hazard. So nuclear power is, by and large, very, very, very safe. 
It's incredibly safe, even when you hit it with the biggest disasters that that have natural disasters that that we've recorded. It's still yeah. by and large safe. You cannot say the same thing for coal. You can't. And you can't you even look come at, close. Well, look at look at the amount of time that that reactor has gone on too. It's an old reactor. Right. It's not new technology. So that thing has been pumping out power for years and years and years and years. And then, it, it, you know, this bad thing happens and it, and it melts down. They're saying that um, radioactive material already spewed by the plant could cause 120 cases of leukemia in Japanese children over the next 10 years. Now, that's serious. That's very serious. And that's an awful thing. I mean, to just to yes. have leukemia because you're fucking by a plant, you know, like that's all that happened. That's an awful thing to happen. And I don't want to minimize that. But at the same time, I agree with what you're saying. I think that there are some risks with what we do. And I di- they didn't talk about a plant that was built this year mel- melting down. They're talking about a plant that was built many, many years ago melting down. And I think, you know, you need to learn from your mistakes and you need to go on with nuclear power. I think you're absolutely right. I think it is reactionary. And I think these these people are are they're definitely looking at at some things that are probably the worst things that can happen and thinking it's the norm. In, in 2010, in the U.S. alone, 48 people died in coal mines. That's half of the, uh, the, that same number of kids who are going to get leukemia or are likely to get leukemia. It's about half. So. I'm not suggesting that it's risk risk free, but I guess, you know, there is no such thing as risk free. I know energy. that's exactly it, right? Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. Thank you for listening to Cognitive Dissonance. If you want to reach us by phone, you can call us at 740-743-6828. That's 740-74-DOUBT. Long distance rates apply. Send us an email at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at dissonance underscore pod.